0: Or we go live, live. Right. Oh man. Nah. Well now we got even more time because I mean we're live right now, but I forgot to show our pages and stuff. But you know, I'll just do that later. But anyways, guys, welcome back to my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads. You're probably watching the playback of this video on Justin's YouTube channel, Chaplain's Log. Thanks for tuning in. Right here goes all my social media pages. I got the best social media pages ever. Make sure to follow, like, comment, share, uh, subscribe. You you know what to do. You know the drill. We got a treat for you guys today. So as you guys know, I'm trying to be a preacher. And in order to be a preacher, you have to get your ordination license, or whatever you want to call it, at a, in a denomination. So I decided to do it in the African Methodist Episcopal Church, so the Emily Church, if you ever heard of it. Um, and it's the process of just becoming a pastor. It's like six years of classwork of just That's learning about the discipline. Time. Yeah, learn the discipline, the doctrine, the um, the administration stuff you have to do. Hard
1: that too. I feel like yeah. you guys don't see it, but like uh, every time before a video, we'll talk about his progress. But he's got to set up sermonettes and like. Picks up studies and as along with like staying active on social media, you guys need to be appreciative of having a video out every week from this man. He's busy. All
0: right. Yeah. So as you guys know, just like Justin said, it's a lot of work. So like, but then what makes it worse too, is like when some of the teachers, are uh, they try to haze students and they try to, they feel Their like
1: teachers may maybe watching now. Maybe.
0: Yeah. And then they feel like they, they have, like, because of the position they're in, they're better than us because they already went through the process. Like, they know way more than we could ever know. And so they belittle you, you know. They treat you less than. And so love isn't there. So, like, that's what I've been going through uh, in board examiners in the past two years. But it's been getting better. Like, there's been a lot of people in the faculty and the leaders and the powers that be in the image church is like, nah, we can't be treating students this way. That's why we barely got any preachers coming in because of the stuff that we put them through, you know, it doesn't make no sense. So one question I got for everybody too, uh, you know, I titled this video, having a condemning, critical, harsh, and judgmental spirit, mm-hmm. having a critical, judgmental, condemning, and harsh spirit. And so the text work really coming from, and we'll be talking about, and I want you guys to think about When we do our romans 8 bible studies and stuff like that and you hear sermons that i do on romans 8 and anytime justin does a video or something on romans 8 i want you guys to think about this verse right so the scripture verse is romans 8 verse 1 it says therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in christ jesus and that's the new international version bible right so it says therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in christ jesus and so i showed this chart last video i'm gonna show it again so each and every single day you get a choice you can choose condemnation you can choose to live in the flesh or you can choose to live in the spirit you can choose to do things the way that god intended for you to do it you can choose to be obedient to his will to his word to everything that he says you choose to live life like god has called all of us to live it right so You can choose death, you can choose curses, you can choose hatred, you can choose resentment, you can choose anger, you can choose hostility, or you can choose happiness, joy, mercy, grace, forgiveness, humility. It keeps on going, right? So the choice is up to you, right? And so that leads to a question I got for everybody. One of my questions is, are you operating from a condemned place? Mm. So are you operating in a place of bitterness, depression, shame, worry, anxiety, misery, grudges? Are you operating in that place complaining, whining, right? Or are you operating in a place of that Jesus wants you to operate in, that God wants you to operate in, right? So are you operating from a place of hurt, bitterness, resentment, anger in a place of condemnation? And then my the second question is, have you healed from what hurt you or have you been bleeding on others? So one thing I didn't get to say during my sermonette I did on Saturday, which by the way, I actually posted on my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads. All right, I posted. uh, So if you go to my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads, I finally edited that sermonette. I was talking about, here it is right here. The title of the video is is, Let It Go and Pick Up What Jesus Died on the Cross for You For. So let it go and pick up what Jesus died on the cross for you for, right? So in that sermonette, I talked about i didn't really get to say everything i really really wanted to say which was good like literally god just talked through me because i only had 10 minutes to talk but only talked like seven minutes and 40 seconds because i didn't know my time so i just wanted to you know end it <laughs> so and god told me to end it so like one of my points that i want really want to say to you guys is you know hurt people hurt people so we are only feeling judged by others because of the condemning thoughts we're playing in our heads so a lot of times we live in a place of condemnation and we're condemning ourselves based mm-hmm. on what's in our head and what's playing in our minds. Like one person asked this question on Twitter, and yeah, this is a good introduction. I should have started off the video like this, Justin. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they asked me this question. I mentioned it last video we did together, me and Justin. Uh, I tweeted this on July 21st, 2023. I said, Let go of condemnation so you can live free. And this person tweeted, I want to, but how? How? Right? And there's four ways of how you know you're living in condemnation and how you can get out of it, right? And and there's four ways to know that you're being held hostage and living in a way that's contrary to what God wants for you to be experiencing. And you can be free from that if you just choose to obey and choose Jesus instead of your hurt, your worries, instead of bitterness and all that stuff. So the four ways of living in condemnation is this. So... One way is you think about the past a lot. Second way is you can't seem to forgive others or forgive yourself. The Uh third reason is the third way you know you're living in condemnation is you have a judgmental and critical spirit. And then the fourth way is you feel unworthy. Right. So let's go back to like, you know, operating from a hurt place. So are you operating from a place of condemnation? Are you operating from a place of bitterness, resentment, anger, hatred, you name it. Right so don't let your hurt hurt other people mm. and your hurt will bleed you'll bleed on other people right if you never heal from what hurt you you'll bleed on people who didn't cut you right we tend to blend on bleed on people when we mm. don't heal from our traumas from our bad experiences from the bad program we've been taught whatever you want to call it guys so like if we as Christians and as believers, we gotta be better than the people that hurt us. We gotta be better than the bad experiences that we face. We gotta we gotta what's it called? Be above that. What's a, it's called something? We always say it. Be a bigger person, be a bigger man. We gotta we gotta get past that, right? So don't let your hurt other people. I mean, don't let your hurt hurt other people. Because Jesus didn't do that. We're called to operate like Jesus did. Like Jesus, I'm pretty sure he wanted to get back against the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the High Priests, even the disciples. He wants to get back with a lot of people. But did He hurt people the people? Did he hurt the people that hurt him? No. He chose love. He chose grace. He chose forgiveness. He chose peace. He chose tranquility. He chose love. And that's what we got to do as believers. That's the call of the Christian life. And we miss out on experiencing the good things that God wants to do when we don't do that. So if you suffered in life and you want other people to suffer as you did because you turned out fine, you did not, in, in fact, turn out fine. And that's not the way of a true Christian and a true believer. Right. So that's something that I want to say during a sermon that but that's too personal. Right. Because even preachers who've been preaching for 50, 60, 80 years, especially, I feel like the longer you've been preaching, the more stuff you're going to go through right? The more hurt you'll experience. And so because you've been hurt so much and you turned out fine, you think it's okay to make other people suffer and go through the same crap that you went through. And that's what I've been going through, right? In the AMV church in the 13th district. And I think, and I pray it changes because we got to be better than that. The, The most important thing is showing love, but Justin, I'll let you go. I'm done, man. Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm and I watched a little bit of the sermonette too. Like, I definitely want to finish the rest of this after, uh, after this video. But I do like the approach with all these questions because it's like Jesus preached so much about like he wants an internal change before an external change, um, and it's like that's a, we've been rewatching the series Chosen with uh, my mother-in-law, and then she's gotten into it a little bit. And it's like watching the Pharisees, it's, uh, you see parallels of that today. Like with the, um, I can't say much about the AME church because like, I don't know anything about them, but it's like very similar to like what uh, Sean is saying. Like you're just um, like people look into, people seek like their comfort zones, whether it's like traditions or rituals or just like doing, doing things the way that you think they're supposed to. It's all performance based. Which our culture uh, is very heavy on being performance based on like how well you do something or what your status is, and it's like, um, oh gosh, I know in the uh, U.S. it's pretty bad, but it's worse than like Japan and South Korea where suicide rates are through the roof over there because like you're you have the stigma of like succeeding at a certain level, but it's uh, but like Jesus doesn't call us to do to do that he. Was very aware. He wasn't here to like uh, enforce the law or anything that, like that. He was here to fulfill the law, but not under our own merit because like we we have no way to fulfill the law under our own strength. That's why we needed Jesus. But again, I like these questions because they are looking. They're making us look inward. Like it's um. Uh, that's I feel like that's just been my journey for the past couple of years. Is like having an inward journey because it's, you, you can't take care of anyone else until you take care of yourself. And it's like, if you're, if you imagine like your temple as like a different rooms, different houses, you'll, how you treat people, how you love one another is affected by like the wounds or the hurt that you have or what you fill your rooms with. So I feel, I, I do like what Shania was saying and I, I can't wait to get into this topic of like, Hurt people do hurt people. Like how we treat other people is how we might have treated people. Like our sins usually come from a place of hurt. Our critical spirit usually comes from like a place of hurt. And it's not until we identify like why we feel the way that we do, will we, will we ourselves be healed and then be able to help heal others.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So before I go through those four ways, know that you're living in combination so that person asked me you know i want to be free from condemnation i want to let it go i want to live in freedom but how so guys that's the question are you experiencing god's peace are you experiencing trans tranquility or are you experiencing are you experiencing god's love or are you just enraged with hatred like enraged with just anxiety like overwhelmed with worry like that's not the way god called you to live like you gotta stop damning yourself you gotta stop condemning yourself let me talk about the definition of the word condemn just in case anybody's confused because you know we live in a global world now so i got people listening from different countries and stuff so just in case you don't know what the word condemnation means right this is the definition of it it says the expression of a very strong disapproval right it's uh just look at some of the synonyms. So, you got criticism, right? You got damnation. You got disapproval. You got reproof. <laughs> and then the opposite a- a- antonym of the word condemnation is praise, approval, right? So, another definition to action of condemning someone to punishment, a life sentence. We just talked about four ways to know you're living in condemnation, right? And the focus for this video out of those four ways is having a Critical, condemning, harsh, and judged mental spirit. So does that say who you are? Do you have a critical and judgmental mental spirit? Are you always judging others? Because I'm gonna tell you something, guys. When you live contrary to what how and when you live contrary to the way that God wants us to live, you don't receive from God the things that He wants you to have because you're not choosing it. Each and every single day, you get a choice, like we start off the video talking about. You get a choice. And Jesus even said it in Matthew chapter 11 at the very end. He says, come unto me, all you who are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Life's already hard enough. In this world, you will have many troubles. In this world, you will have trouble tribulation. That's John chapter 16, verse 33. <laughs> but do not fear, for I have overcome the world. He says something like that so like jesus is with us in the midst of our troubles we can suffer with him have his peace and have his joy have his happiness have everything that he has to offer in the midst of our pain and our hurt that we go through in this life we can choose him every single day and choose the gifts that he has for us receive those things or we can receive what's contrary to it and that's the thing guys when you're disobedient to god you're disobedient to his way and his will you do not get to experience Jesus. And that means if you're saved, that's this life, right? In this life, even if you choose Jesus, like you give your life to him, you're saved, right? You can still, if you're disobedient and you choose to live in anger, live with grudges, live with bitterness, there's consequences for that, right? So just having a judgmental, critical, harsh, in condemning spirit towards others, that says a lot about you, right? So, mm-hmm. Justin, I'll let you go, back. I'm talking a lot. I want to make sure. Yeah.
1: No, I, I like where you're heading with that. I hope I don't break the flow. But, yeah, if you're showing a critical spirit towards somebody else, it usually means you're projecting on something. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it might mean that you're too critical on yourself. Like, you feel like you're not good enough. And, it's, uh, it's, and like, man, we've all been there. Like, no shame in that but like that just means that you are like you're taking you're taking the book of the law you're taking the Bible the wrong way that God intends you to like if you look at Jesus's ministry he didn't wait for people to like follow the law to the letter if not he would be he would have been like friends with the Pharisees right off the bat but no he made friends with the sinners because he knew though he was the doctor and those were the uh, those were his patients he knew that only sick people needed healing, and so like, So if you, if you have like, if you're critical towards yourself, like that means you just need to like dive into yourself and like really, really change, like make a change in yourself before you. What, what's a what's a uh, Michael Jackson song? Um, it's like the man in the mirror. You gotta like uh, before you change the world, you gotta change yourself. That's not what he says, but I need to look that up but it's like you always start with yourself before you do that and it's like if you're it's just a good indication and like uh sean and i had a before covid and we had like life group and like bible stays together i remember we were talking about if you're critical of if you are critical towards anyone about anything that means you're kind of projecting about that as well if you are upset that someone is like always losing stuff that means you're critical about yourself when you lose stuff as well or your parents were critical on you when you lost stuff so then you're projecting that on other people it's crazy because like the more you try to be and this is like more towards parenting styles that i found out the more you try to be less of your parent the more you actually become your parent too yeah yeah sean you should be worried You're, you're talking about your dad you're gonna be your. you're gonna be your next dad without think realizing it but it's man It's so true it's like so that's why jesus jesus didn't have any problems if anything jesus should jesus should have been like the only overly critical person in the world because he was a sinless man but he wasn't that's why he demonstrated grace because he was leading by example we've also have to show a tender heart that's what it means to be christ-like um is to like have a tender heart and to show grace, because that's how, that's really how people can change. I'm gonna move into like, uh, I feel like this is a little off topic, but I just find it interesting. They did this study of course, where it's like, if um, they had these two groups where they were, if they let one group make mistakes without losing points, um, they did better. But then if the other group where every time they messed up, they took away their points, they got more nervous and they would like mess up more and they actually did worse. And I think that ex- that explains like a lot And that if you're critical of someone, are, are you being critical of someone because you really want to help them succeed or you're just venting out anger at them? Like a lot of times, like uh, again, parenting, like are you, dis- are you uh, punishing your kid because you're disciplining them out of love because you want to correct them? Or are you just lashing out in anger because you're like, how dare this like disobedient child um, show me up. But no, there's like a, it's a big difference. There's always, it's weird. You can do like the same action, but with the wrong intention. Like you can guide someone with love. Like again, like love is, love and grace are everything. Uh, There's a Psalm, I forgot. I need to look that up later. Um, But there's a Psalm where if like, even if you spoke words of truth, but you had no love, like you're just like the clashing of, clashing and banging of symbols, like you're just noise. Same thing with like, if we're trying to correct people out there, um, if you're, if you're like trying to criticize someone, but without love, like they're not going to take it in as much. Um, if anything, you're, you're, um, eliciting more shame on people and what, and we, we know what like shame does to a person that we did this like a couple of videos ago. Like it puts us in a place that's not, on the same wavelength of God, like Jesus did not come here to shame us. He came to save us and get, allow, like draw us in to pull us closer. It's like, we go back to that first slide that Sean showed in his sermonette, like uh, Jesus was trying to show all the positive traits in order to draw us in. Like, that's what, that's what's driving people away from Christianity. I think is like, Oh, thanks man. That's what's driving people away from Christianity is, um, We think like we think we know the truth, which we do know the truth. I'll give us that. But we do it in such a way that it's so critical that you're only left to believe that you have to be perfect to succeed. And like no one's perfect. So everyone thinks they fail or they think Christians are like hotheads or like these brimstone and fire um, condemn this and like that's that's not what Jesus was preaching about and anyway. I'll stop right there, Sean. I'll give it back to you right now,
0: man. You just did the whole video, man. I just let you keep on going.
1: That's I'm why I'm so- now, so you have a turn.
0: I'm so happy that you went because I was about to hit all that, so I'm just happy you got mm-hmm. it all out. Well, I was gonna do one by one because you literally hit everywhere. I was gonna go, man. Yeah, yeah.
1: man, I barely, I I feel like I barely touched the surface. We need to dig, yeah, yeah, let's do one by one. You, we can still dig a lot from this.
0: Yeah. Like, I'm going to go where you just went, right? So I'm going to, well, I got to pick one because you went four different ways. All right. So I'm going to pick having, a, being critical towards people. So I'm going to ask everybody a question. Are you using condemnation to lead people to Christ? Or or using or are you using grace, mercy, and love to lead people to Christ? Right, right, I'm going to ask it again. Are you using condemnation? So bitterness, hatred, you know, Brine, fire, and brimstone. Like, you better do this or God's not gonna love you. Are you using that to lead people to Christ? Judgment, being critical, harsh. Are you using that to lead people to Christ or are you using grace, mercy, forgiveness, love? What mm. is love? Justin just tore that up. Like, what before I even said anything, using one of these things is highly effective, the other one doesn't do anything right it doesn't do anything at all and which one does most people use as christians Mm. justin even said it in first corinthians chapter 13 me and justin have done a lot of videos on first corinthians 13 on first corinthians we'll go back to it because it's just we just needed a break i guess and do other stuff but like with first corinthians 13 guys like it talks about what love is you know uh i'm gonna read a different bible version because that that was the king james version doesn't make any sense if i read that
1: right now yeah but king like as uh yeah it's uh yeah it's very fancy you have to be in the right place to understand it
0: right yeah so like in the new international version of first Corinthians 13 it says love is patient love is kind it starts off saying that. Are you going to reach people being impatient? Oh, you're not doing this right. Oh, man, really? Oh, you don't ever do nothing right that I tell you to do. Oh, oh. Like, is that going to get anybody to, It's not going to do anything? That's, yeah. like I said, one's highly effective. One isn't. Love, love <laughs> covers wrong, wrongs that people do. Just showing love. Well, that's a scripture verse, by the way, guys. Just showing love, man. It, 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 it's more impactful, it's more l- everlasting, it's long, more long-lasting. Showing love when you shouldn't show love, when you should, you you have a reason to be angry. You have a reason to get back at somebody. You have a reason to, to be vengeful and to even punch a person in the face sometimes. You got a reason to do those things. But love keeps no record of wrongs. Love is not easily angered. Love is not self-seeking. Love does not dishonor others. Love is not proud. Love is not selfish. Love does not boast. Love is not jealous. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in truth. Man, love never fails. This is so powerful, guys. This is the Bible, right? Paul even said, it, if I speak in tongues of men and of angels, but do not love, I am only a resounding cong or a clanging cymbal, if I have to get the prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but I do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but I do not have love, I gain nothing. If I'm basically Jesus and I'm not a sinner and I just live a perfect life, but I don't show love, that just shows you are a sinner. <laughs> You don't have love what is love god is love how can you say you're a child of god but you don't have love you ain't never forgive somebody who's done you wrong i mean you uh, like just to say you never have done it that would be awful if you've never forgiven anybody if you never extended grace to somebody that says a lot about you because i'm gonna tell you something as a child of god like when god has shown you love and showing you grace that you know you don't deserve, it's gonna be mm-hmm. really hard for you not to show somebody else the same grace and the same forgiveness that God has shown you. I mm. gave you a clean slate when you, especially when you get to heaven, that's really gonna tear everybody up. When we actually get to heaven, we see how great it was. And it's like what Paul said in Romans chapter 8, verse 18, a few verses down from Romans 8, verse 1, the text we're in today. Like, in Romans 8, verse 18, it says, uh, "I cons- Paul said, I consider what we suffer at this present time. cannot I compare it all to the glory that will be revealed to us? Man, when we see what's in heaven, me and Justin talked about it with Revelation chapter 21 and 22. Just getting a glimpse of heaven, just seeing a little bit of it, just experiencing a tiny, just a blink of an eye of it. Man, <laughs> it makes you want to love anybody. No matter what they done to you, they can shoot you 50 times, stab you 150 times, roll over you with a car 80 times, you'd be all right. You'd be like, Man, I love you, I forgive you. Just because that's what Jesus did for you and for me on the cross, right? So I'm gonna ask everybody again: Are you using condemnation to lead people to Christ, or are you using grace, mercy, and love? One's highly effective, the other doesn't do anything. So far too often in the church, we hear about the rules of faith and expectation expectations to follow Jesus Christ are supposed to fulfill. You know, the rules and expectations that aren't often set by church leaders, the fire and brimstone sermons make believers squirm, and may lead to some quick pleas for forgiveness. However, this does not reflect how Jesus communicated or led people to follow him. So Jesus brought hope and healing to the world. He doesn't use shame, guilt, regret, or even accusations to motivate us to do better. Jesus uh, condemnation and uh, condescending jabs have never inspired constructive action and lasting change. So it's really hard for people to hear what you have to say when you're always condemning and criticize, when they're always condemning you and criticizing you. So it's really hard to hear what other people have to say when that's all that they do. So even if it's well-intended, right? So when you are critical of someone else, you can't help them. They don't want to be helped by you. Mm because they feel like they can't talk to you, right? And there's actually somebody in board exam that was like that for me. Like, they were always condescending, always belittle somebody, always made somebody feel less than. Not just me. It was everybody. So nobody wanted to be around her. Nobody wanted anything to do with her. And this is a pastor. Mm. That's awful,
1: guys. Like, as children... I wonder if they do that, yeah. Like we said, every sin kind of comes from a place of hurt. I wonder if they're doing that to like because they themselves don't feel worthy. So they kind of have to put others down as well. I don't know. That's just speculation. I do, yeah, I do like that though because you're right. Like being critical of people, it won't like bring people towards you. Like if you, like just the thought of like Jesus um, showing grace towards us before we earned it should put us in a position as well of showing grace to people that we don't think are as well like even if we even if we know someone is messed up like not to say like people don't mess up like we know people will mess up it's like would would like shaming them bring them any closer or will shaming them like help them in their situation no like jesus knew that he knew by like he knew by shaming people he he was not i will make a distinction he was not afraid to point out like some harsh truths that the culture back then were doing like even if we read the bible now it's not afraid to like point out the harsh truths in today's culture as well but like there's a clear distinction of him revealing harsh truths and shaming other people he still revealed he still revealed like the hard like hard lessons but he did it with like grace he try to pull as i said he tried to pull people in like every time he healed somebody he didn't heal them right away he got to know them he tried to figure out where their faith was and then that allowed them to like draw closer to god it's like like he would say i I love hearing like your faith has healed you it's like jesus could have just like done his jesus thing i wish i had a better word for that and healed the like killed anybody but no he didn't he like he was more concerned about doing an internal transformation than outward yeah if you yell at someone if you criticize yeah you might be able to fix their outside but man you're probably gonna scar them for like life it's like (laughs) Yao and i uh like something i appreciate about marriage again is like sometimes not all the time i don't appreciate it because i don't like digging into the recesses of my mind but like something I've learned to appreciate is that we do dig into like, why why do we react the way we do? Or why do we have triggers? And I think that's very important to like gr- the process of growing. And, but like we kind of realize it's because it comes from a, it comes from a place where people were critical. It comes from like parental figures. And I'm sure like with best intentions, parents are still people too, but they, they make mistakes. But they they like um, made it feel like we weren't loved or weren't enough if, unless we succeeded at a certain task. But and that's like that's like a big difference between performance based versus the grace based spirit, way of teaching that Jesus incorporated. Like they didn't put down everybody that they came across because who's that again, who's that helping? Is that helping the other person be better? Or is that just making yourself feel a little bit better because you're critical of yourself? Yeah. Oh, I, I just had it. Yeah, that's just a revelation for me. Like, yeah, you're, you're, you may be critical because you're projecting to other people, but maybe it makes you feel a little bit better too. Like you're, you're bullying people a little bit. Oh, that's okay. I, I just learned something. <laughs> but, but like, are you, are you pointing it out because you're helping them or helping yourself? Like, I, I feel like that's, uh, I feel like that's. It's always good to like breathe before like you really lay into someone. Like, are you doing it from like a good place? Like Sean and I were talking about before. We we've talked about like corruption and like the wrongdoings of like church or systematic religion. And like, believe me, like I love my church, um, and I love going to it with my wife. But we know like the it's a man made system. Like every church is gonna have its problems. Every that every religious system is going to have like its own hidden agenda, whether we realize it or not. Um, so we just have to realize like, where is this coming from? Like, is this coming from a place of like love and grace? Or is this coming from a place of uh, over criticalness or a place of uh, tradition or religion that is, that doesn't have its place in people's hearts? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, we having some fun, man like let me there's so many ways i want to go let me say this real quick so jesus shields us from negative criticism and then constructs us with his with his which is built in love mercy and grace so when jesus if you want to call it condemn, he doesn't condemn anybody god doesn't condemn his children because when you're in christ jesus there's no condemnation now for those who are in christ jesus right so god doesn't condemn his children right mm. <laughs> he convicts so there's a difference between conviction and condemnation so you'll never have god mm. talk to you like satan saying oh you just never gonna get it right <laughs> like mm. oh man you failed again oh <laughs> like man you're such a disappointment like god doesn't talk like that mm. that's satan that's the flesh that's people That's not God. So God convicts. He doesn't condemn, right? That's his love right there. He's always there to pick us back up again. The righteous fall seven times, heck, even eight, but they get back up nine, you know, eight times. like They get Mm -hmm. back up more than they fall down, right? And so it says a lot about you being critical, harsh, judgmental toward people. You're saying, like, you got all the answers. You got it right. You perfect. So I'm just going to judge. You know, I did that when I first became Christian. I don't know about you, Justin. I just thought about it before, right before our video all the day. Like, wow. God would just give me a flashback. I guess he wanted me to say it. But, like, when I first became a Christian in 2010, and I, I used to just go, well, I didn't first become a Christian. I've been a Christian all my life. But when I dedicated my life and was committed to God and stuff, like and it was trying to seek his face, trying to hear from him, trying to figure out my purpose, trying to figure out what God wants me to go to at the age of sev- at the age of seventeen, like um, well, the age of sixteen and seventeen, so year two thousand ten, like yeah, all that years just trying to figure out all that and all during the year, I just judging people like sizing them up, like are you a Christian? How do you live? Like I want to see your lifestyle. You've been divorced eight times, like. I always look at divorces like for celebrities and stuff on online always so many yeah and then like, i always i mean there's always something to judge in everybody though mm-hmm. and that's the one thing i learned as like a yep. mature christian like you can find holes and imperfections in anybody flaws you can find sin in mm-hmm. anybody that's you true. can fi- you can find more sin in yourself because you know yourself better than other people though and that's the thing a lot of people They live their whole lives just focusing on everybody else instead of themselves. And that's the point. Like, Justin was going to reference Matthew 7.1. You should totally do it. Uh, It says, you know, do not judge, you know, for the same measure you judge will come back on you. Like, and that's what everybody does. Just critique, judge, and the critical towards everybody. But, you know, we judge everybody based on their actions. But we want everybody to judge us based on our intentions, our motives, our heart. When we should be doing the same thing with other people, you know, treat other people the way you want to be treated. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. So you don't know their intentions. You don't know their motives. You don't know their situation. You don't know what they got going on, like God knows. So why are you judging them? Right? And then even half of the time, we don't even know ourselves. We don't even know what's going on with ourselves and why we make certain decisions. Why did we make certain decisions? Right? Only God knows that. So like, going around being critical towards other people like that's way above your paid grade that's that's not even that's unconceivable as a believer like that's not your job right that's god's job so that's something else i was going to say let me just go to it man i'm going all over the place so we are in no position to judge god's lost sheep they're his lost sheep they ain't yours right jesus died on the cross for them you did it. he paid the price for them you did it, right so don't be in haste to judge and condemn others after all Jesus died for them. You did not. What sacrifice did you make for me? Are you going to judge me? That's a nerve, man. <laughs> like, you have no right to judge people for who they are. You're not God. You don't know who they're supposed to be. You don't know their future, their end and the beginning and their middle. And their, you don't know anything about them. Shoot, i good person. i a real good example. I mean, some people you can't judge just because they're fruit. <laughs> There's no fruit like but like there's a lot of people like we just have no business i'm not gonna use no examples you guys get what i'm saying like i'm basically saying you're not god you're not the judge either god is the only judge right so determining anyone's level of deservingness and worthiness is not your job did you hear me like who you you're the dictator you get to decide if somebody's worthy or not are you kidding me i used to think that justin this is hilarious man like Never look down on anyone. Only God can sit that high, and only He sits that high. So, duelling du- du- out decrees of deservingness and worthiness is way above your pay grade. That's what I was gonna say earlier. So, when we condemn others, we are essentially saying that God's judgment is not good enough, and we we will stand in His place. Y'all can't tell me just from me saying that it sounds ignorant, right? So, if it sounds that ignorant and that bad, how do you think it looks to God? What do you think that says to him? So you live all your life living like that, having a harsh, critical, angry, condemning spirit with all your life. Like you're not doing good. You're not doing good. I'm doing good. Ooh, boy. That's just like what Jesus said, man, with the Sermon on the Mount. It's so profound, Justin, the Sermon on the Mount. Now, just with this video, he said like, you know, you don't, Don't don't go around just looking at people's logs in their eyes and saying you got a log in your eye You got a log in your eye. I mean you got a speck in your eye. You got a speck in your eye You got a speck in your eye. Uh You got a whole log in yours. You got some nerve to talk about anybody You need to work on yourself judge yourself That's another question for you guys. Do you judge yourself? Are you as critical on yourself as you are with other people or are you more harsh? And focus more on other people than you do yourself. And how should you be living as a believer? So this is one way. You're living in condemnation. That that person asked me on Twitter, how do I let go of condemnation? I want to. How? How can I live free? This is one way. Stop trying to do God's job. Uh. Stop trying to be God. Because you're not. I mean, who's without sin? Who, who can judge? Only God can. Only Jesus can. Who, who are you? Right? Now, do we have to have discernment? Are we supposed to judge things with righteous judgment? Duh. But that's not going around with your Bible, hit people outside the head. Get it right. Get it right. You get it right. You get it right. You keep on getting it wrong. Like just hitting people inside the head with a Bible. Who are you? Judgment ultimately belongs to God and God alone. So God is the ultimate judge. God is the final judge on on Judgment Day. On everybody's judgment, judgment Day that's coming, people will stand before Him, and not us. They will stand before Him and Him alone. So don't play God. Don't try to be God. Don't try to take His role of judgment. He can take His. He can. He can take on that role all by himself. He's good all by himself with that because he got to judge you too. And that's another thing too, guys. Like we're going around judging people but the same judgment you judge on others will come back on you it will haunt you So, how critical you are with judging people that's how critical god's gonna be with you i'm gonna wait to go there i'm gonna wait to go there justin go ahead man I'm gonna...
1: yeah just yeah. like and like how we let go of our condemnation is exactly as sean said like leave it to god when adam and eve uh or even adam i guess eve had it first when even Adam like took the fruit of the tree, like it was the tree, like a tree of the knowledge of good and evil. What that symbolizes is that instead of letting God decide what was good and bad, they took on that responsibility just as we have today. They took on that responsibility of deciding for themselves what was good for them and deciding for themselves what was bad for them. And like, that's a lot of pressure. And like, look at nowadays, we're, we're in constant debates and discussions on like, what's good and what's bad for our society or what's good and bad for like the economy or our culture or for people. And it's just a ongoing pressure on our shoulders. And it's like, why do we take that onto ourselves? So when I say leaving it to God, it's not a passive thing. It, it is letting go, it is freeing your spirit. But you actively choose that. Like when you look in the Bible, a lot of a lot of things that we think are verbs, like um, like the like unconditional love, agape, or like kindness or um, seeking God, they're not like passive verbs that the English like the English connotations might say. But they're active. They're like active verbs. So when I say leaving it to God, that is actively choosing to let god handle it but also to lead a life to show that you trust in god by making your actions show like moving forward putting yourself out there using your actions to show that you trust in god's decision on the matter and that can be very hard like that again that takes practice now to this person's question of like how do they let go of their condemnation It is an ongoing thing it doesn't happen right away but it is as sean said you you leave those decisions to god like we're not the judge like uh, sean was talking about how it's like he was using that in a prospect of how we don't judge other people because that's god's job that's true but we also don't judge ourselves because that's also god's job (laughs) like we don't try to take on that responsibility it's just a lot like have you ever thought about like how much time we spend on like opposite sides of the man. Look at our, look at the American, uh, bipartisan, uh, bipartisan system. It's like, you have to choose a side. Like that's, I, I'm not saying the U S is like hell on earth or anything because like, but I am saying like the devil probably does use that as a huge way to create a schism, even among believers. It's like, uh, I wish I'd looked up a quote before. I might look it up while Sean is talking, but it's like, it's almost a di- division on like love and truth. We either have to choose one or the other. For some reason, those are mutually exclusive now. We're either on the side where you have to like love everybody, no exce- exception, or we're on the side where we have to like give people the truth, like no exception. But it's not that way. I'll look up the, the quote by Tim Keller while Sean is talking. But it's like, I don't know why we have to choose sides when like Jesus is, Jesus is the embodiment of, like, a perfect balance. Like, justice and mercy, I think, is, is demonstrated perfectly through Jesus. You would think it's, like, opposite things. You either, like, feel the wrath of justice or you feel the freedom of mercy. But no, Jesus was able to accomplish both. He was able to satisfy the justice that God needs to deliver on sin while also showing mercy on, like, our, our inability to fulfill the law so it's uh uh what what I, where was i starting with oh yeah just like give that responsibility to god like don't put that on yourself don't put it on other people for sure and that's the main point of the video but like on yourself too don't put that on yourself
0: right and that's another thing too, man. Man, i'm so happy you said that. that That's just that's another point i wasn't gonna go there but like yeah that actually relates to the question i had a question i was gonna ask everybody was how do you not be critical judgmental harsh and condemning and mean how you how do you not have a how do you not have a critical judgmental harsh and condemning spirit towards others when that is all people are to you right so how are you n- not going to be critical harsh judgmental condemning and and have a mean spirit towards others when that is all people are to you and that's such a deep question to me man like cause so that goes to another question i had too which is not in my notes it's like i was going to ask you during my sermon that it was uh yeah how do you forgive somebody who did you wrong and they don't know that they did you wrong they don't care that they did you wrong or they don't move on with their life and every time they see you they just smile on your face and they don't even know what they did to you so how do you forgive somebody like that how do you not have a not how do you not have a condemning Critical, harsh, and judgmental spirit towards them. And that's this Christian life, man. We got to turn the other cheek, like Jesus said. Like, we got to choose love instead of hatred, instead of the pain, instead of the struggle. And that's, guys, are are y'all going to choose Jesus? Are you going to choose love? Are you going to choose happiness? Are you going to choose what God has for you? Or are you going to keep on holding on to the hurt, holding on to the judgment, holding on to the grudges and the resentment? What are you going to hold on to? Jesus order those things because that's how you live in condemnation not holding on to the things that God wants you to hold on to guys and like going back to what Justin said man like why why are you judging people anyways why are you critical no. towards people otherwise like I'm that's what I, I started off my sermon that saying uh on Saturday in front of the whole board in the AME church in 13th district I started off saying like you know I have a very critical harsh and judgmental spirit because i've been hurt in the enemy church like it's only been two years and i've been hurt bad like i don't even see the point in doing it sometimes like i really didn't want to do it no more but everybody kept on encouraging me and building me up like even in in, it it, well no it's funny justin more people built me up and encouraged me than the two people who hurt me like but they just scarred me so bad Mm -hmm. right and so Like Justin was saying, man, I can tell you straight up, because I know one of them pretty well, the one that hurt me. Like, they went through a lot in life. And they're just projecting the hurt that they themselves have been accustomed to. And they've been through a lot. And so that's the question, guys. Which one glorifies God more? You operating from a place of hurt or you operating from a a, a place of love? So you choosing to be patient with somebody... Who just deserves your impatience and just deserves your unkindness? Like, which one speaks more? You being patient and kind towards people and loving and merciful? Or you being harsh, critical, resentful, mad, complaining, whining. Like one reaches a lot of people, one doesn't do anything. Matter of fact, it does, it hurts you way more by operating that way. So like going back to, you know, God's the only judge, you know, stop judging what you do not know. We don't know people's heart. (laughs) We don't know their intentions. We don't know the circumstances of someone who might say or do something. We find reason to criticize. Like, so we shouldn't judge. Mm. We don't have all the facts. and We aren't sure what is in their heart. We don't know them like God knows them. God made them. He died for them. He knows the future. He's the Alpha and Omega. He, you don't know. Shut up. And that's nothing, too. Sometimes you just can't judge. You don't. You can't judge righteously. You can't judge correctly because you don't know everything. Wow. You know how much you just, how much you condemn yourself just by going around trying to figure stuff out? Some stuff you're just not going to know. That's what me and Justin talk about with Revelation chapter 21 22. Like in this world order right now compared to heaven, like 85, 80 to 85 percent of the sea has yet to been discovered. 90 to 95 percent of space has yet to been discovered. Did you guys hear me? Like, I'm not going to say anything else. Just with that, guys, that just says that there's a lot of unknown. There's a lot of darkness in this life. There's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of things we don't know. Right. That's this world order. You think that's going to change? One day we're gonna be at one percent, like only one percent of space has yet to be discovered. Heck, no, not in this world. Like <laughs> we're gonna find a cure for every disease. You think they wanna find a cure? The evil powers that be, the principalities, the evil doers of this world. You think they want you to be healed? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like, sure, you think the rich wanna? You think everybody gonna be get justice? Everybody gonna be free? Everybody gonna be rich one day? Mm-hmm. Everybody gonna be? uh treated righteously and holy and fairly. Stop. There's no money in that. They only care about the money. I mean, you don't play with the money. That's this world order, man. But as believers, we gotta choose love despite of what they do. It don't matter what they do. Right? We're still called to operate in Jesus, not in condemnation. So I'm gonna ask you guys again, how are you operating, right? Just stop me if you got something to say, man, because I'm about to go somewhere else. But you got anything else you want to add or are you good?
1: Uh, oh, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I've, I kind of want to see where you're going, but I found that, I found the quote by, uh, hold on, I found the quote by Tim Keller. It's where love without truth is sentimentality. It supports and affirms us, but keeps us in denial about our flaws. Truth without love is harshness. It gives us trans information, but in such a way that we cannot really hear it. I love that last part about truth. It puts it in a way that we can't really hear it. I'm like, I, I don't want to like simply, i feel like i see that a lot in christian christian versus non-christian circles like we the christians and i'm gonna to try to stay on topic as well because i don't want to disrupt the flow but yeah christians i feel like they condemn people because whatever for whatever reason the bible man, the bible is powerful like that reminds me of the uh movie book of eli uh i forgot who the main actor for that was like Denzel uh,
0: Washington? Is that what you're it?
1: talking about? Yeah, yeah, it was Denzel Washington. Yeah. Like, they were after the book. And you don't know what the book is until, like, the last five minutes. But it was, like, the all these cults and all these uh governments or civilizations wanted that book because they knew it had the power to change people. And it's not until the end where you see, like, it's the Bible. And, like, uh Denzel Washington had memorized the Bible and, like, wrote it down even after the book is lost. But it's, like, the words and the information we have from that are powerful. But it, the problem with that is it can miss, like for whatever reason, we think we now have that power, which like God does give us like uh, the, the spirit of power in times of need, but it's not our own. For whatever reason, we think we can misuse that uh, for our own agendas. And like, that's, that's what I'm thinking about when I see um, this quote by Tim Keller. Truth is put in such a way that people can't receive it. You can't do that without love. But at the same time, in today's culture, you see where like everyone is like uh, pushing the concept of love, which isn't a bad thing, but it's like godless love. So, you know how like God is love? People nowadays make their own idea where like their love is their God, like their concept of love is the utmost importance and unfortunately has no truth behind it. So we're letting people do whatever they want without like identifying the flaws in that or like not questioning as Paul put in Philippians, just because we can do something doesn't mean that we should. Yeah. 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 So that's that's all I want to say right now. I kinda of wanna see like where you're where you're headed to. Yeah, man, I'm gonna
0: go just where we've been where we've been at. Um first of all, I'm frozen really
1: bad. Am I frozen on your end or is it just I'm on my Okay, I'm trying like your sound is not freezing, but your occasionally your video does. This is awful, guys. I'm sorry. Like I just have too much stuff open, so hopefully mm.
0: that helped with me closing some stuff. But um, yeah, just I remember you saying that quote, man. I remember you you texted it to me. Where did you Google that to, to look for it, or did you go through the text message? I think you liked it on my Facebook page. Oh, okay, yeah, you did post it. So yeah, this was the quote. I want to talk about that a little bit, like. Did you say everything you want to say with that? Because remember, I told you I was confused by this quote a little bit. Like,
1: oh, uh, yeah. Oh, you can start and then I'll add on to it. I yeah. didn't realize all your slides, though. That's awesome. No,
0: I did. I just put it on it because it was on your text. You texted it to me when we first read the devotional. I think
1: you said that. You oh, okay. Yeah, quote. I knew I put it on Facebook. I didn't realize I. I must have really liked it then if I sent it to you. Yeah, we should totally do a quote a day on this. Like, it's probably deeper than what we're about to
0: cover. But like it says. Love without truth is sentimentality. I don't know what sentimentality
1: is, guys. <laughs> but it's a uh, sentimentality is like a um, empathy towards someone.
0: Mm. Empathy, man, wow! It supports and affirms us, but keeps us in denial about our flaws. Boy, that's like social justice, you know. Some, some it
1: people, is kind. Of, yeah, yeah. Some people think that it's like, man, like. I feel like a lot of social justice warriors—I put that in air quotes—social justice warriors are they—they uh, they have sometimes they have a good point. Like you know they're doing it out of love, like because they they want to take care of other people. Yeah. But it's like sometimes it's just like so misguided, or they they'll do anything they can, even if it means putting other people down, which is which is ironic. Or like I, I've said this before as well. Like the Black Lives Movement, Black Lives Matter movement. It like we we needed we needed like a Black Lives Matter movement with like um, the abuse and the death and like the institutional racism that was going on. But then the leaders behind that, they they took and ran off with the money. And that like that's another example of like a man made institution. Like we were talking with the church. It's like it, it's like a very much needed uh very much needed What what's the word i'm looking for like movement or um idea but it's like backed up by people so it's going to be messed up right and i think that's the that's what that quote of love is saying is like the like the uh sentimentality or like the feeling behind it is it, it comes from a good place but it's just like going about it in the wrong way
0: yeah it doesn't really face the issues right it keeps us keeps you in it it's just like yeah yeah nice you you're not it goes through
1: one ear and then out the other (laughs) or yeah or it goes too far where we're expected to tolerate everything like if someone has a new view or a new sexuality like we we we're supposed to accept that no matter like if it's kind of wrong and it's like it's almost it's pushed like some uncomfortable subjects too like if a man like lusts like falls in love or lust we all know it's lust it's not love if they lust after like a 12 year old or something like like we we instinctively know that's a wrong but with like our with our uh motto of tolerate everything like that's kind of the direction it's going towards right. it's like we we just to quote jurassic park we were so concerned about doing what we can that we didn't ask ourselves if we should. Hmm. Jurassic sorry. Park, I, felt yeah. like, I felt like I hit like a lot of uncomfortable topics in like <laughs> in ten seconds.
0: Nah, I didn't. I didn't know we were gonna go there. But
1: yeah, sorry, man. I I feel like we should, I feel like that's not the direction of the video.
0: Yeah, I'll stop. I mean, I, that that's actually another video we just got to do. All right, so that just helps us for next time but yeah let's let's just keep on going man all right so guys like I was saying in the Bible in Matthew chapter 7 verse 1 let me pull it up just to make sure I'm saying that verse right like make sure I say everything but it says do not judge or you will be judged that's all it says Mm -hmm. right and then it says this in the next verse this is Jesus sermon on the mount. so this is one of his This probably arguably this is what people say this is best the best message ever preached the best sermon ever preached so Yeah, Matthew chapter seven verse two. It says, "Do not judge, you know. Do not judge others, or you'll be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged, and the measure you use, it will be measured back to you." This verse is so dope and so powerful. So we, the whole point of this video, is talking about ways that to know that you're living in condemnation. So guys, do you feel like you're damned? Do you feel like you have nobody's approval? Do you feel as if you're not approved? Like you're you're you got a light your in your sentence to that. You got a life sentence to your past, to the people who hurt you, to you know, being critical and harsh and judgmental to people because you've been hurt, you think you have a right to hurt other people. Right, because you turned out fine, right? So, two questions I got for you guys How do you know you're living in condemnation, and how do you know you're not living in condemnation? So, hopefully, you can answer that based on everything we talked about in the video. But just like I was saying, guys, are you going around having a critical, harsh, judgmental, and condemning spirit? Because, what kind of measure does God use? How will you be judged on your judgment day? This is how you'll be judged. God doesn't have a measure he uses the measure you use, right? <laughs> so the Lord says he will also judge with the same judgment we use to judge others, right? So is God really the one that's judging us? No, he's judging the way you judge. Uh-huh. So is God really condemning us? No, he uses the measure you condemn others with. So do you have a judgmental harsh critical and condemning spirit. You shouldn't if you don't want to be judged that way on your judgment day. (laughs) Because again, for in the same way you judge others, you will be judged and with the measure you use, it will be measured unto you. Matthew chapter 7 verse 2 in the New International Version Bible. That's one of the promises of God, right? So, when you sow judgment, you'll reap judgment, leading to more condemnation. This is one way you know you're living in condemnation. This is not the place that God intended for you to be. Right? The extent that you judge others will reflect into the judgment that you receive. And what you judge is your own food of consumption, your own food of thought. Be careful what you judge, it becomes your reality. And the judgment, Judgment is a being critical, being harsh and judgmental is a confession of your own character. Just like Justin said at the very beginning of the video, you're only showing where you're at. (laughs) Your perception of of others is a mirror of the shadows you carry. Right. Mm -hmm. And if you judge, uh, if we judge ourselves in the right way, God will not judge us. He won't condemn us. If we judge and condemn, her, well, we don't need to condemn ourselves, but if we judge ourselves the right way, see that's the point of this life, guys. We're all trying to be more like Jesus. Nobody is righteous. No, not one. Only Jesus is righteous. That's Romans chapter 3, verse 23. You see, we accept all the Bible, guys, as a believer. We don't just, you know, pick one verse. This is this is the Bible. No, we accept all of it, right? Yeah. All of us are sinners, so never judge others because they sin differently than you. Uh We can't, we be this sin is greater than this one. You know, we so focused on homosexualities, transgenders, Uh we ain't so focused on tattoos no more, right? (laughs) But we ain't focused on having a harsh, critical, judgmental, rude, and mean, and condemning spirit. Uh It is just as bad, if not worse, right? (laughs) Judgment is in God's hands. We are called to love. So if you don't show love, what does that say about you? You're not one of his children. That's another scripture verse, right? His children love. Our job isn't to judge people. Our job is simply to love people. Let God do the judging. We're here. We're not here to judge. We're here to love. Let God do the judging and you do the loving. So have mm-hmm. you been doing the loving, guys? This is the life in the mark of a Christian. We're called to be the salt and lie of the world. Nothing. There's nothing that shines brighter in this world than love. You know, let me you want me to use some examples, just let's give you some examples. So uh, tell me tell them about a time where somebody showed love and and the message was just given. Like, you know, is you know what I'm saying? Like, guys, I know you guys can think of something because love, love just stays with you. You never forget mm-hmm. it. I want to say something real personal, but I'm not going to say that one.
1: I will say, (laughs) yeah, this one's not too personal for me, but I will say like with international students, like uh, especially like seeing the like East Asian and Chinese students, like that's how they receive the gospel is like when people treat them well. Hmm. It's like, it's interesting because East Asian culture and like Indian culture and like even like they're, they're expected to treat to host well, to treat everyone well, but it's almost like not, it takes a long time of them to like actually show a deep friendship or relationship with someone that they barely know. It takes them a long time, but like something I've heard from them of how they receive Christ is because they were not because of like all the Bible verses that they're taught, but because like the people teaching them like opened up their homes and showed them love or showed them how deep relationships can actually go and like for them that's foreign and i find that amazing because it exemplifies what jesus jesus does he built relationships with people that's how you connect to people's hearts you do it one heart at a time you don't try to do like a mass conversion or mass uh, evangelism in a crowd like sometimes that happens and that's awesome but like most conversions happen on a heart-to-heart basis
0: yeah, I'll say my example without being too specific. I got away from my, I'm away from my dad and mom. To pass away to say that, but but, oh. <laughs> oh, man. but but the way I came to Christ is because he showed his love that was shown to me all my life through my family. Out of all my family, I was the black sheep. Out of all my family, I was the worst mm. of the worst. Like out of my siblings. So like, I mean, my dad, he said later on that none of us were that bad, but I mean, out of my siblings, that was the worst one. So like, um, yeah, when, uh, long story short, on my Damascus road, like Paul, but basically God blinded me. like, And and then he blinded me so much that like, literally I blacked out and I'm just in the throne room. So I just mm-hmm. see a wheel turning and I'm like in, in a place. And I, I can feel his presence right so it's like i was like in the ark of the covenant where the ark of the covenant was (laughs) and and i'm in his presence so like obviously i can't talk i can't move i can't do anything i'm just on my knees and i just feel shame i feel guilt i feel i feel a conviction that's what i felt right Mm -hmm. because i wasn't measuring up to this presence i was in right and so god literally just talked to me it was like sean you haven't been fulfilling a purpose that I, you know, intended for you on this earth. So I'm going to show you everything I've been doing in your life since you've been born that you haven't been paying attention to. You think I've forsaken you. Think, you think I've forgotten about you. You think I don't love you You <laughs> think because I ain't let you drink. You're a virgin. You, you, you don't, you just figured out what weed was. You didn't even know sex existed. to so you were you know in college like well I, still, like, I just i was like sheltered right so i was just mad at god for just sheltering me, hiding all this stuff from me like i'm suffering i'm having a bad day and i can just get i am and my day could be better i can have sex i can get drunk and, and be happy and he was like i shielded it i shielded those things uh from you for a reason mm. and Yeah, basically, he used my grandfather, my grandmother, so my good mommy and my good daddy, my dad's parents. And then he used my dad, my mom, and my siblings as examples of how he showed love to me all my life. Like just basically one major way through all of them, like how he was there through each and every single one of our relationships. So when he got to my, after he got done with my older brother, and he was about to go to John, John, and Ashley, I said, okay, I had enough. I got it. He said, no, no, you don't got it. That's, i'm gonna go there you need to hear this <laughs> and so afterwards i just committed my life to god and everything but like yeah i asked everybody a question like you know tell me a, a time where love brought you to god love showed the love of god to you love love was the answer like mm. that's how you reach people guys through love like And there's a lot of examples. You can ask anybody. Like, I guarantee how you came to Christ was because of love. Like, that's what I should have asked, Jesse. Like, was it love that brought you to God, brought Mm -hmm. you to Christ? Because that's what it is, guys. It's love. That's how you reach the world, through love. Love is always the answer. Love is the way. Why? Because love is the only gift that will last for all eternity. That's what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 12. And chapter 13, love is the greater gift. You know, prophecy will fail. Wait, I mean, prophecy will cease. You know, knowledge. You're like, yeah, there'll be knowledge in heaven and stuff. Like, that's nice. But it's not like love. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like doing miracles. Why would you need miracles done in heaven when you everything's already, you know, miracles are natural. Like, and there's no pain, no suffering, no disease, no sickness. Like, you know, miracles, what? <laughs> there's no miracles there everything's a miracle at that point so like the only thing that that will be in heaven is love that's it so love is the gift that lasts forever man love is what echoes for all eternity love is what store is the way to store up treasures in heaven love guys so have Hmm. you been loving others or have you been (laughs) living in condemnation man Maya is hilarious do you see that message I don't know okay have you watched Mandalorian yet?
1: I watched bits and pieces. Yeah. Oh, wait, okay, yeah, everyone knows that. Yeah, this it is, is the way. way. That's right, Maya. This is the way. <laughs> is the, you know the way? This is the way. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing I say, guys.
0: All right, guys, so let's go ahead and end this video, man. So, like, one scripture verse I want to leave with you guys is this one, man. It's Luke 16, verse 37. It says, do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiving. That is so powerful, guys. Like Mm -hmm. I was saying, the same measure you judge will come back on you. Compassion is better than condemnation. Love is the best gift you can give to anybody. So being critical of others instead of showing compassion, instead of showing love, always comes back to haunt you. Right? Your judgment always comes back on you. Your judgment's. Let me say that again. Your judgments, so you're being criticals, like, are always coming back on you. It says where you're at. It's showing your state, where you are, in your relationship with God. Because again, everything in life is just showing ways we can become more like Christ. So if you're going around being critical and harsh and judgmental, you're living a condemnation. That's not the life that Jesus had for you. True love is the life that he called, that True love is what Jesus died for. Like my sermonette title for, you know, my sermonette I did in front of board examiners was, you know, let it go and pick up what Jesus died on the cross for you for. So Mm. Jesus died for you to receive his peace, his love, his happiness, his joy, his peace. Every single day, guys, like Justin said at the beginning of the video, it is a choice you have to make every Mm. single day. You can choose to remember the past hurt, To be mad about what they did to you. To be mad and have regret about what you did. You know, the people you didn't sleep with, that you had an opportunity to sleep with. Like, you could be mad about it. Man, I should have did it. Or, that's being condemned, guys. Or you could just be content. Be satisfied that you're still alive. Be thankful. Oh, my gosh, Justin. That's something I was going to say. Be thankful. Uh, Justin, go ahead, man. I know you got something. I'm going to look for that thankful quote.
1: Yeah, it's like uh, oh, I have two things. I'm trying to think which one I want to approach with. But yeah, it's like just recognize just the ability to recognize what God has done for you as well, like His grace. Like it's I'm gonna go back to like uh no, actually I I want to go a different direction because of what you said. Like the uh, Sean was saying, like God judges us the way that we judge as well. I think that's super important because uh before this we were look Sean and I were talking he was talking about a verse in Luke i think there's a similar one in Matthew it says do not judge or you will be judged for in the same way you judge others you will be judged so if you're and again like when jesus was talking to the pharisees he my my favorite insult of all time and i said this like videos ago is like you whitewash tombstones and it's like he knew they were dirty on the inside but they're like nice and clean on the outside but they they were judging judging them based on their human law like we like well I won't go too much into it because I'm not a historical expert but it's like back then the Pharisees had like so many laws and they called them like mosaic laws and to be fair like a lot of them were like laws from the Old Testament but they took it to such a level where it was like impossible for people to follow So they would like wear the texts and they would brag about being holier than thou. But it's like, all they were doing was like judging other people. They weren't trying to save other people. And the worst part is they weaponized it. They used it in a way where it made it look like they were, it made it look like they were respecting God or they were doing things for God. But no, they were just worried about their own status. They were worried about like who got to sit at the front of the table. But in reality, like Jesus was saying, no, you should give up your seat at the head of the table for other people. You should let you should let other people stand before you. The first will be last. The last will be first. Like Jesus showed a humbleness in a way where he was saying, like, you don't worry about your status. You don't worry about what other people are doing. It's like that's a that's something my brother in law. It's so fascinating seeing my sister and her brother in law uh, raise their daughters, because my nieces, like, they're, they're very worried about other people, like, oh, are they allowed to do that? For them, it's very black and white. You either do this, or you're doing wrong. Uh, they, they're, they're very positive that certain people are going to hell. Um, I'm not gonna, I'm not saying who they think is going to hell, but they, they're very sure about what they're thinking, and they, like, bring it up to their parents, and like, oh, did you see, like, what this guy is doing, and my brother-in-law is like, only worry about yourselves, like, and he's, he's, he's talked about, like, how he approaches being a father of, like, he's only worried about, like, the salvation of people in his household, then he works out from there, but first things first, you're only worried about yourself, like, why would you worry about other strangers, unless, unless they're hurting themselves, unless they're, on a bridge about to jump then yeah you should worry about them but it's like why are you worrying about like what other people are doing and again we've said like it could be from a place of hurt like it could be just because you rectify the surface problem doesn't mean like the inward problem has been solved like just because you yell at yell or preach at someone on the side of the street doesn't mean like they're go- it's going to be fixed right away anyway i'm i'm getting off topic going all the way back like, why are we worrying about judging other people? That's God's job. Mm. Like that that verse, I, I do like that verse. That doesn't mean like we don't help rectify people. But it's like you build a relationship first. You don't, you, a verse I like is uh, people want to know how much you care before they care how much you know. If they just see you on the street, they're not going to know if you care at all. You probably don't care about them at all. They're just some rando on the street. But if you're like saying, oh, you're disgusting. Dishonoring God, let God worry about that. God can take care of it. Don't worry about it. And it's like the same thing. It's like how we judge others really is going to be how we are judged.
0: Hmm. Justin, how much time you got, man? You got like thirty-one minutes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I do. All right, I'm gonna end this video. We're gonna we're gonna just start back, man. I'm gonna start off mm-hmm. with this quote right here. And we're gonna end this video on another video. So, all right, guys, if you enjoyed this video, you guys know the drill me and justin we work really hard on our social media pages so make sure to support us on them so like i showed you guys at the very beginning of the video here go on my social media platforms make sure to add me on threads and everybody pray to the instagram police on trouble don't last and all my instagram pages i got a few hopefully they don't come for me man because like they just logged me out of my trouble don't last page and i logged back in and all my drafts I had three, 260 posts ready to post for you guys. They got rid of it, but it's okay. I got four more pages. I just hope they don't do that with the, my other Instagram pages, and I got to start from scratch, but y'all yeah, just pray about that. All right, and so, yeah, here goes my YouTube page. Like I always tell you guys, I got a lot of playlists on here. Me and Justin do a lot of videos, so if you want to see even more videos that me and Justin have done, I have a playlist You know, with him right here, Justin Lee Howell, so check out all the videos we've done together on our podcast and stuff like that.
1: And watch then, the sermonette watch the sermonette that he posted just this oh, week yeah. really good yeah
0: my sermonette's right here guys it's only 9 minutes like 9 minutes and 41 seconds but my sermonette was like 7 minutes and 44 seconds it's just people talking like just advertise my YouTube channel stuff but yeah guys like check out that video man like i'm going to be coming with more and more short content soon all the time just get ready for that just pray for me all right and check out this playlist if you really enjoy just the topic of no condemnation. There's no or there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. This playlist will be hitting that a lot. And then Romans 8. Me and Justin will be doing a lot on Romans 8 in the Book of Romans as well. There's also another pl- playlist on the Book of Romans as well. And then Justin's YouTube channel again, Chaplain's Logs. Subscribe to his YouTube channel and mine. And make sure to click the bell after you, su- you subscribe so you get, you get a notified anytime we upload another video. Make sure to like, comment, and share and watch all the videos all the way through. If you don't do those things, our pages will not grow. And this is his Facebook page, Justin Lee House. So make sure to befriend him on there this is his beautiful wife right here this was a great time at his wedding yep we had a great time all right guys all right. we want to hit you guys with another video all right thanks for tuning in you guys rock justin you good
1: yep. all right. Stay blessed. right
0: we'll talk to you guys in a minute peace out